0: I need all the wins, yeah, yeah. Ain't no elves, gotta get in no cow yeah. yeah. Gotta keep on moving no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. yeah. Better move out the way, cause I'm coming with harder hits. My head is as hard as a brick, but I'm harder than harder. Hello everybody, and welcome to the the warning podcast. This is review number seven thirty with a review of Creed 3. I'm Christopher Stacy. And I'm Steven Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, we're talking about Creed Three, And that leads me into a little story uh, I want to tell you, Stephen, um, and I guess the audience listeners here. You know, sometimes on the show, uh, you know, we, we are big uh, proponents of uh, Alamo Drafthouse. We like going to see films there. Um, but sometimes scheduling requires us to visit uh you know another theater in in our general vicinity Um, unfortunately yeah unfortunately uh so when i was trying to look at my plans for the weekend i noticed that uh the local regal theater was doing a one night early screening of of creed 3 and i was like hey check that out i can just knock this out before uh before the weekend time and i can fit the other things in this will be great um I was not paying attention when I booked my theater, and it turned out that my screening of Creed 3 was actually a 4DX screening. Um, oh, boy. Now, I've done D-Box before, which I think is kind of a little bit like
1: I 4DX. I had a D.A.R.E. program as a kid, so <laughs> I just say no when anyone offers me that. <laughs> but yeah, so so... Uh,
0: many years back uh, when The Force Awakens was coming out, uh, you know, somebody at our our company was like, we should go as a company to see this film and then let it drag on and suddenly it was opening weekend and nobody had got any tickets. So I was Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, I need to find something in the Bay Area that still has a seat. And the only thing that still had a seat was like (laughs) <laughs> like 45 minutes away and it was D-Box and that is a, a screening where you sit in a chair that moves and it's a little bit weird Um, but you know it, it was subtle it was subtle for it you mm-hmm. know like when people were doing cool stuff with the force you might get a little rumble when a ship was taking off you get a little rumble a little sway you know it was it, it, it was fine it was cool it didn't but it didn't bother me that much right
1: yeah Fort- watch that while, <laughs> use that while watching Magic Mike have yourself a party actually that would be pretty hilarious um but so i i get to
0: this theater and uh i'm like oh at 40x it's going to be like the d-box force awakens This should be it should be fine so i get in now steven i am texting you some photos that i took as i sat down in my seat um i'm mm-hmm. sending them to you now why don't you go ahead and take a look at these uh these photos and tell
1: me and tell me what you see all right, I see a fan, uh, a series of what look like big fans. I see a g nine is that like a power so, so that's it, it looks kind of like a power
0: outlet, but those are water jets.
1: <laughs> okay okay in, the, in this These are water jet I see water on water off. I see you have like little foot pedals that you're gonna be using. And I see 3D glasses. So, okay, you're wet, you're in 3D, (laughs) you're getting a foot massage, and you're having air blown on your face. (laughs) Yeah. So, luckily at the very least those 3D
0: glasses were not part of this experience like somebody just was like mm-hmm. oh it's theater one you get the 3D glasses luckily
1: spit 3D is the thing that you would have hated the most about this no, no, experience. I, I
0: just I just mean that like it, it, like that didn't add on top of everything there but uh-huh. essentially we have we have star tours the ride to watch this film mm-hmm. there is there are water that shoots there's air things that i didn't take a picture that concuss you from behind you and there's giant fans on the wall before this film started there was a trailer for uh, shazam theory of the gods mm-hmm. and there when all the heroes like scoot up on the chair all those fans kicked on and the fans were louder than the soundtrack for the film oh. and i was like i have made a mistake this is going to be terrible oh my god yeah and uh yes i I did make a mistake mistake. the the first time that these chairs moved i think the audience almost shat themselves because it wasn't Mm -hmm. this isn't like a rumble and a slight jolting this is like if you had an entirely full popcorn or an entirely full cocktail that shit was all over the floor
1: so now every time they referenced the rumble in the jungle did like the chairs move like that yeah the movie like And that's the thing, too, is
0: I was like, dear God, I hope this film isn't too long, because if I have to pee, (laughs) there's no way I'm going to be able to hold it while I'm just being shook like this. This is crazy. Um, And here's the thing, Steven. If you're going to have a motion controlled thing to experience in the course of a film, be subtle with it. Let Hmm. it enhance the experience. Right. Don't do what Creed 3 does and literally every single punch is the chair jolting in a different direction oh god so like it'll be in the middle of a conversation he's like i don't know how about you train him and it cuts to and
1: it's just it's just the chair i hate this even just hearing about it i hate it so much i can't can you think of any movie that would benefit from this
0: so so here's the thing is like like going back to force awakens It didn't bother me in Force Awakens Mm because like at the beginning of that, when Kylo Ren's ship comes down, your chair sort of goes and you kind of land with the ship. Subtle motion. There Mm is one moment in this film where it actually worked. It involves a big fight and it involves a Mm slow-mo uppercut and like Mm a a person gets uppercut and all of your chairs in the audience go back. And I was like, Like, okay, uh that was kind of cool.
1: I'm specifically thinking about the fan, the water jet, and the compressed air. Like a movie where that would help. Uh, it 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 wouldn't. I mean, like, okay. if like if you were watching
0: a slasher film, um, like you know, Ghostface slashes somebody, and then you get the blood. It feels like the blood hit your face. Okay, that that's probably kind of cool. It's a little bit cool. Yeah, right. I would
1: hate that. <laughs> But, I would but completely it, hate that. Did the water go off in this screening? Like, because oh no. I can't so, think of anything wet in this movie. It's so, a pretty dry movie. Uh, Steven. sweat. Ah, <laughs> like, of like, course, sweat.
0: So I, the second I sat down, I, I looked for the button. That, like, I looked for, I, I looked for a button that said "reduce motion" because when I went to the D box thing, there was a button that was like "reduce motion." <laughs> and i and i I just immediately turned that on because i didn't want to get thrown around but here it's four seats that are connected on one shake system so you can't you wouldn't like even if there was a button which i could not find to reduce the motion you would be ruining the experience for the other people seated in your block of four right
1: (laughs) It, I'm, no. I'm just imagining the combination of you were talking before about imagining if you had to pee during this movie and then you're rumbling. Imagine you have to pee, you're rumbling, and then some like water jet is just like gently trickling liquid <laughs> all over you.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, too, is like I, I know you're just saying rumble as like a not a euphemism, but it's as, as like a, a catch all for this experience. Right. But no, this is, you know, the scene in Shang-Chi when they're, <laughs> they're in the runaway bus going down the hill. Sure. This is what it feels like the entire movie. Just imagine mm-hmm. your 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 chair just being jerked back and forth like you're on Roger Rabbit the ride at at, at Disneyland or something. But every time somebody throws a punch, you, the punch hits your your chair. But the person punching mm-hmm. your chair is the size of the person on the screen, and that's yeah. what it was
1: like. Uh, is it only the punches? Like in in the dialogue <laughs> scenes, are the chairs trying to do anything?
0: So in the dialogue chairs they don't, but like there's a scene where where uh, Jonathan Majors just gets on a bus after the first time he met, and the chairs uh-huh. like, I'm on a city bus <laughs> right now. This <laughs> is the dumbest invention I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so it, it it what it feels like is the person who programmed this experience never once tried it out. They were just <clears> like, <throat> like it, it, it's like the ver- worst version of somebody going like. Oh, we got motion shit just pick something in the movie to make it motionize, and then they just like mm-hmm. dragged all the sliders on and were like Pfft, this is gonna be so awesome and then they never they never did it or somebody had like a rumble headphone on and they just uh-huh. assumed that that's the way people were gonna feel it in the theater and I was like man come on this is just this is a bad idea all the way around whoever at the studio sanctioned and blessed this version of this experience uh, did a real bad job and yeah Yeah,
1: The only version that I might be interested in is Top Gun Maverick, where it only does it when they're flying. No other time, only when they're flying. It does something to make you feel like you are also in the cockpit. I could... I could get by that. The, the fan could serve a purpose there, even though it's really in a cockpit, you're not feeling the wind. So I don't really know what that would do for you. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, the water, I honestly can't think of a single time I would ever want liquid to be sprayed at me while yeah, I'm yeah. watching a movie. And, like, and even not... in Avatar, The Way of Water, I don't want water in that. It's... I'm fine. I'm fine looking at it
0: it also it's not like a loogie right it, it's it's not big droplets of water no one's hitting you with a bucket or anything like that okay. it's like it's mist, right it's like a kst, 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 like a, you know jurassic park dilophosaurus right like that think, think like that yeah just without the, it, the except sand, for the, the one
1: that that was spraying on your pants that made it look like you wet, <laughs> <laughs> you wet yourself an hour and a half into the movie no
0: i spilled somebody's drink on my crotch just so people wouldn't realize that i did pee my pants <laughs>
1: Fucking jets, am I nice. right guys? <laughs> I support your story a hundred percent. Now All I right. have to ask you, did you rewatch this movie or are we getting the review of Chris Berschnazy being thrown around with loogies being hawked in his face? So
0: I did not re watch this film. as as we as we stated The whole reason I was seeing it a day early was so that I like, I because I didn't have time to watch it a second time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, I can divorce my feelings about the D box or the four DX experience for Creed Three from the experience of Creed Three itself. Um, At least I will do my best to to do so. All right. (laughs) Thank thank you for indulging me in this tale, Stephen.
1: Happy to. I mean, my turn for my story. Uh, I went to Alamo, had a lovely time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They accidentally brought me two monster burgers. (laughs) 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 Please, sir, compliments to the chef. (laughs) Yeah.
1: They actually had a special deal where I could buy a second cocktail and they promised they would spill it on your pants. (laughs) You're all, they you're, said, just show I, us a picture I, of the guy. <laughs> we'll find him.
0: I, I went to a screening, and Michael B. Jordan walked up and punched me in the face.
1: <laughs> it was amazing. It was like he was there. <laughs>
0: oh, all right, Steven. You ready to get into this? I'm ready. All right, cool. We are going to take a listen to the trailer for Creed 3, and then we're going to come back and give everyone a review.
1: I spent the last seven years of my life living out my wildest dreams.
0: Bianca. Rocky. My dad. This is built on their shoulders. Hey, my man, can I help you? Let me get an autograph. Nah, I ain't signing an autograph, But so you get off my car. You don't remember me, huh? Damn it. How long were you locked up? 18 years, bro. Just got out last week. Glad to have you back
1: out, huh? I know I've been away a long time, but I kept myself in shape. I still got gas in the tank. Come by the gym. Thank you. Curious, what happened with you two? I didn't tell you. We was like brothers. I was the best though. Man, I never got a chance to prove that.
0: That's cute. I know what you're doing, Donnie. You don't owe this to nothing. Damien's fighting the world. And he's trying to hurt people. I vouch for you. You think you're mad? You try spending half your life in a cell. Watching somebody else live your life. I'm coming for everything.
1: You threatening me? Something is going on with you.
0: Damien was like family. Now we pass talking. Then maybe you just have to find out. Do what I gotta do. Some of my methods, you might disagree with me. These are family ties. I recognize mine. I know that they needed me. somatic stress, watching manifest. Got my only fear. I ain't scared of
1: death. Did you hear me yet? I ain't scared of death. Did you hear me yet? What you gonna do? Threaten
0: to take my breath. I need you to let go of your fear. Let go of the guilt. Let go of whatever was and walk into what is. I feel those chains are breaking, yeah. I fear God
1: I don't fear death. See those streets
0: Alright so that was the trailer for Creed 3. Um in this film our hero Adonis Creed um has uh it's been three years since his last fight he is retired and instead of uh continuing to box he is now bringing up the next uh round or line of big boxers um to on the scene and he's trying to train up new blood um to come into the ring but old blood makes its way back into his life in the form of a guy named damien who he was kids with who went away to prison and has just gotten out And kind of makes his way back into his life and tries to, uh, uh, you know, catch up where he was as he was an up-and-coming boxer in his day before he went to prison. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Creed 3?
1: I thought Creed 3 was pretty great, honestly. Uh, I think Jonathan Majors is having a hell of a year. Uh, Damien, or Dame, as he goes by when he's fighting, is a pretty fantastic villain for this movie in a way that is similar to the other um jonathan major's villain characters we've seen <laughs> recently i get like we talked about this our ant-man and the wasp Quantumania episode just came out recently and we were talking about how he like he has this menace that pairs with seeming very gentle and friendly and kind and the combination of the two is just really interesting in a quote bad guy um you understand his motivations in this movie. You understand kind of the chip on his shoulder, where he's coming from, the things he feels like he is owed. But you also feel the kind of threat that you can't you can't trust a guy who wants something so badly. And I think he he just plays that incredibly well. Like yeah. we know he becomes the quote bad guy of the movie because the trailer telegraphs it very well. But in the first. I don't know, 40 minutes of the movie, 45 minutes of the movie. He's just a guy, a guy who is grateful for the opportunity. He's had a friend from Adonis's past, someone who is kind of like a threat by way of he might dig up secrets that uh, Adonis doesn't want Bianca to know about. But otherwise, he seems kind, friendly, warm, perceptive. But then he has like just a little bit, a little bit where you're like, ooh, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know what he's going to do next. And he just delivers the goods. And he's basically the reason so much of this movie worked for me. Um, Michael B. Jordan directed this movie. It's his directorial debut. And I think it is just an incredibly great debut. Like, it it feels like a Creed movie. Like, it feels right in line with the other two. Uh, There are stylized fight sequences here that go big they people have compared it to anime before it, it kind of has this feeling where it is willing to play with the environment and heighten the fights in a way that i thought was just really it, it was a good way to make people punching each other feel novel and exciting even when we've watched multiple movies that do this already um yeah i i thought the emotions were there i thought it tied it well to his past i i was vibing the whole movie and all of this is true even though as i've established in other creed reviews I don't understand the rules of boxing. I don't know what separates (laughs) a good fighter from a dangerous cheater who you don't want to mess with. Um, There are times in this movie where people are like, who is going to stop him? Who knows what he's going to do next? I don't know what that means (laughs) in, in, in the world of boxing. And I don't care because the movie just puts me in it. It says, look this guy is dangerous, he's a bad guy, look at how other people are responding to him when he fights, and I buy it 100%. Um, So, I don't know, I I was completely vibing on this movie. I I thought it was pretty great, actually. I don't know how I rank it against the other Creed movies. I think, so far, all of them have been pretty great, honestly, and this just kept delivering. So, I was a fan.
0: Yeah, um, over, overall, I think this film is pretty great, uh, 4DX experience aside. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I'll start with a few, uh, nitpicks just, just to get mm-hmm. them out of the way before I, I talk about what I really, really enjoyed about this film. And, like, the two nitpicks that I have is sort of one, I might be misremembering, but I feel like, uh, Bianca's arc in the previous films is, it's not worth it. Why are you fighting? <laughs> And in this film, right. it's like I guess you gotta fight him. <laughs> yep, yep. I I thought that was a little bit silly, um, but but it's fine. Like I I I got over it instantly. But I, I thought they were, I thought they would at least drag it out a little bit. Like I thought because mm-hmm. what I was kind of expecting from this film is, you know, Jonathan Majors' uh, characters uh, Diamond Dame uh, would would get a few fights under his belt, and then it would go to his head, and he'd be like, "I'm coming right. for you," and then he'd be like, "You know what." He's talking smack about the family. The only person that's gonna shut him up is you go shut him up right like I, I figured she would turn because of events that kind of happen, but it kind of just mm-hmm. seems like there's there's one fight before <laughs> before shit hits the fan, and then it's like, all right, I guess we gotta fight now. so that was a little bit right. silly to me um the other eh, little little nitpick is I know that. You know, I don't know the rules of boxing either, but I know that the presentation i e the dollars behind boxing are very, very important, and probably more important, mm-hmm. the politics and the money behind who gets to fight who is kind of right. a big deal. I don't think you can substitute a fighter at the last minute regardless of what actually happens. I mean, it's a whole plot line in snatch, right? yeah <laughs> like, and that's underground boxing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so i i I just it felt weird to me that like i get the mechanics of how they tried to make it a thing but i don't think if if you know if michael b jordan's character is really trying to become a boxing promoter i think your first big ticket that you book if you try to substitute it with somebody no nobody knows who just got out of prison that's not going to work no one that's not going to fly with it it's not going right. to fly with the people who are paying for the fight to happen and it, it, it's it's weird that that doesn't really like it becomes a more personal affront against him as the fallout from whatever happens in that fight Right. But it's not something that I believe any promoting company would accept terms like if they put up all this right. money
1: my my yada 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 is that the money changed and that the numbers are not the same as what the numbers had been and this was a way of salvaging the the plan and the training and not necessarily like they just like swapped them out and got the same bid. That that was yeah. kind of what I decided to fill in because I didn't care, <laughs> basically. Yeah,
0: but yeah, so so those are the two nitpicks. That aside, I I I thought this film was great. I I, I loved it. I was I was even with my seat constantly shaking, or maybe I just had Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> I'm just having the shit kicked out of me in the chair. But I, I really really enjoyed it, and I think like once again, as you've already said, Jonathan Majors is so fucking phenomenal in this film. Mm-hmm. Like he he is. He's just so amazing. Like I've said it the last couple of films. This menacing figure who is actually tortured inside because of whatever mm-hmm. he's been through and lived through, and all, like his his motivations are are clear. Like you have these little flashbacks where you see who he was before he went away and the goals he had, and like the idea that while he was rotting away in a prison, he watched his his little buddy from when he was little go off and live the life that he wanted to have, and like the fact that he would want to come take that from him it like okay. it, i totally buy that character I, I don't know if it's a worthy endeavor to go through but i i 100 understand it and what he's reaching for and what he's doing and he has this like this quiet energy that is just ready to explode at any moment and even like as you said we know that he's going to be the villain because yeah. that's the film we came to see um but it's when he's like just when they're at that, din- that 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 lunch right and he's like just talking about like oh yeah and then blah 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 oh yeah i've been in shape and it's like you can tell he is kind of almost trying to trap adonis to to get him to to suddenly reveal it but adonis is just like oh yeah i'll, I'll totally like help you and we'll, we'll try to get you a fight and yeah this is like totally good for you and it's kind of like it it's he's he's almost diffusing the situation accidentally but Jonathan mm-hmm. Majors are just waiting for that chance to like explode and be like, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, it, it's, there's just this uneasy feeling that is constantly washing over these two as they interact in every situation. And then like even moments where you think he's going to blow up stuff, um, you know, talking to Bianca, but then he still mm-hmm. says like, Oh, it's not really for me to talk. about I would just still kind of yeah. like talking about it, but like, he's still not willing to do it himself, but he's like, it's weird. He's like, he's, he's just on the edge of being like a genuinely good dude. But he's also yeah. trying to put things in motion to make up for lost time in a way that only helps him.
1: And, yeah, I just... and I think the an interesting question in a scene like that is at that moment, does he have animus towards Donnie? Or is he merely seeing donnie as a friend who is also a means to an end to him getting what he wants, and it isn't until donnie is an obstacle that this like loathing or this other side comes out. I, I think that's always there.
0: It's the mm. only reason he came there, right? Because he could also mm. go anywhere else and work his way up in the ranks and then try to do a challenge later. But it's clear mm. that that is his goal from the start because he doesn't think that Adonis is worthy of the life that he has, because if he wouldn't have gone away, he would have been that guy and like things would be different. Right. So, so yeah. so it, it feels like his character has made some assumptions about the way things panned out and is taking all of his actions based on that. And which is why I, I, I really, really love where that character is at the end of the film, because like all the math, worked out right like 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 he there's a bunch of assumptions that he's making about the world and then he goes out and tests those assumptions and then gets the answer and Mm -hmm. that it's it's a it's you know it might have a little bit of a bow but where that character is at the end of this film is perfect and that character has an understanding and it's like i i just love the way the way it played out and 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 you know where those two people are by the end of whatever goes down in this final fight yeah. was like Earned by all folks involved and it means exactly What it needs to and both people understand that meaning. and I, I just it was it, it like it It might be a little too neat, but it also it just executed it so well that I was kind of like It was pretty fucking great
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I I feel the same way it 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 made it a personal story, and you know that personal story. If I'm being critical, is telegraphed. You know, th- this isn't a movie with a ton of surprises. You kind of know how it's going to go, how it's going to end. But it just does it so well, and that that final moment where they're together talking, there's like a all of these movies have done this thing where the big bad in one movie, you see them in the next movie and they're just a person and they've worked out their differences because, of course, they have to level up to the other big bad and the other big bad and the other big bad. This is the first time I remember them having that moment of reckoning before the movie ends. Like, they're not even going to wait till the next one. They're like, we are going to complete the arc of both of these characters and what they're fighting and kind of the the demons they're fighting. And th- This has a really great equivalent of the it's not your fault type moment that worked on me so well and it it is because Michael B Jordan and Jonathan Majors are just very good actors their delivery they they just communicate a lot without having to say very much in that moment and it it worked on me well so i found this to be a really 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 satisfying movie even though again if i zoom out at the plot it's kind of like point a to point b we're going to do exactly what you think we're going to do we are going to be expedient when there are things like you were nitpicking, we're just kind of kind of yada yada over it, and it just it worked for me. This just felt like a kind of platonic movie, it like Shakespearean or something. It, like it knew exactly where it wanted these characters to go, and it knows we want them to get there. So it's just like, all right, we're we're going on the ride. Enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll I'll say one more nitpick, uh, followed by a praise, just 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 so yeah. I could just so I can eat, bounce out once again. But the other the the last other nitpick I had is that like they make it a point of saying adonis has not fought for three years i wish mm-hmm. they, i wish they would you know when they announced the fight i wish they would have been like and six months from now there's gonna you know what i mean like th- there's there's no indication of how long he has yeah. to get back in shape and i'm like i get that we're doing a montage and that montage could be like maybe we're supposed to understand from like how big his mustache is at the end of Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the training that i'm supposed to like map that out to some duration of time but it just felt like this guy's been training in prison for 18 years and you're gonna match his shape in in some unknown amount of time i was like i I, I don't i don't buy that
1: (laughs) that that was the thing i I don't know what I don't know what kind of amenities in prison he had. Cause I'm sure Michael B. Jordan stays in shape even when he's not fighting, you know, his version of like a restful day is like, I'm only going to run 10 miles today and I'm only going to punch a punching bag for two hours instead of five. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I, I don't know. The movie does obviously telegraph at the beginning that he's like, his hip hurts. He's getting to be an old man, whatever. Like it, it, it does that. But I, I believed he could get back there. I, yeah. I assumed, I wasn't even giving him like six months. I was like three months. I feel like he intensely focused for a few months and then came out swinging.
0: Yeah, it, it is funny though, that, that scene that you're talking about where it's like, it's kind of like the, the scene in, in Top Gun Maverick where uh, <laughs> where they're just reading off all his accommodations and everything he's been. But in this case, it's all the, the fractures and injuries and concussions yeah. and stuff that he's had that yeah, was pretty good um but yeah so, yeah. so the uh, the other praise i wanted to say is like and i thought this is kind of where you were starting to go when you started talking about like the big bag bad having to like persist across different films i love that they bring back drago uh yeah. <laughs> and like now he's like buddy buddy and friends with adonis and they're like gonna train yep. together and stuff i was like that's cool i like that
1: <laughs> yeah i i like that too even, even though of course it means you have to kind of In every movie, the big bad is overpowered during the movie. And then in subsequent movies, they're just regular people that you can train with. You know, like, I remember fighting Drago in the second movie took him going to a desert and channeling all of this energy and training an insane amount just to survive. Like, he couldn't beat him. He could just take enough punches for the first 10 rounds or whatever that he could finally unleash Fury at the end. Um, Here in training you know in those unknown amount of weeks or months or whatever they can fight and spar and have like a good fight already and that's fine i i like it but it is funny how drago goes from being like he will probably kill you if you get in the ring to him to like (laughs) hey get in the ring with him we need to prepare for this next fight
0: yeah but also the context of their initial sparring is like
1: like i'm gonna
0: try not to break you
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) are you not allowed to punch someone's arm by the way. Is that a rule in boxing?
0: Yeah, so this is, you know, once again, talk out of our ass corner. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it, clearly they were playing it for that was like a a not cool kind of uh move. Like, apparently you're supposed right. to do, like, body shots and face shots or something only. Like, how is
1: face allowed? Faces <laughs> Like, I accidentally hit my head in wine country last weekend and I had to, like... <laughs> Not go drinking that day for fear of a concussion. <laughs> Steven,
0: you got to drink in moderation. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, it, it's it, it must be one of those. Like I, I assume early on in boxing, it was just fucking no holds barred. Like I'll, I'll do whatever mm-hmm. you want, and then eventually rules came in, and we're like, all right, you got to have a good, clean fight. Blah 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 blah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely weird and it definitely plays it as though he's fighting dirty when he's just like punching in weird, weird ways. Like obviously the elbow is, is a hundred percent illegal. Yeah. Um, the
1: kidney shots. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Those kidneys knew what they signed up
1: for. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because early in the movie at, at the beginning of the movie where, uh, Adonis is doing his version of the rumble in the jungle it is showing him sizing up his enemy and seeing a few openings where he can hit like his side and different parts of him that seem like weak points. Yeah, and that wasn't played as being playing dirty. That was just like him fighting well. So, so I, 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 I believed because the language of the movie told me that Dame is fighting dirty. But like I don't, I couldn't really tell the difference <laughs> when I watched them.
0: Yeah, so I, I interpreted those those moments early on in the film as. It was not quote-unquote weak points but it was after he does this punch he leaves himself open here for Mm. x amount of like he was basically doing like elden ring boss stuff where he's like all right so this swing is the (laughs) this many frames this gives me an open to do this parry and then if i just get in there i can just do this attack and he'll he'll leave himself open so it was mostly like uh memorizing his move set so that he can get those punches in um which is, you know, interesting for the fight later because he learned a lot of his moves from Damien mm. and now it's like he can't just do whatever uh, because like they kind of know each other's moveset, which with the film doesn't really go too far down that road, but it's definitely something they sort of hint at, uh, which I thought would have been pretty fun of like watching them like these these,
1: these two fighters are the same. <laughs> yeah. It's the equivalent of the mirror dance in Magic Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Every review now, I'm going to bring up Magic Mike, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think we brought up this while we were reviewing Magic Mike, right? Because we were going from Magic Mike 3 into Creed 3. So mm, Yeah. It, it's happened, you know, both, both directions. By way of
1: Ant-Man 3. So it, it, it's the, the month of prequels.
0: That's right. What's What's next
1: up on the docket? <laughs> uh scream six which is basically scream two three (laughs) (laughs) that's true
0: yeah any last things you want to say about this film steven
1: um i i wish i got more tessa thompson in this movie just because i think her dynamic with michael b jordan is so good um like she plays it well here i just think this movie really zeroes in on dame and donnie and doesn't give a whole lot of room for anything else like you said her arc you can imagine a movie that's like 20 minutes longer where she is struggling to allow him to fight again and they have to go through this and what does it mean and why is it unhealthy to argue with fists when you can't use your words to talk through things and the movie shortcuts it and i'm fine because i think it does it well but i do think there's a better movie somewhere if they give her a little bit more to do
0: also you're reminding me that we haven't talked about the co- character of, of his daughter yet um mm-hmm. she is the most emotive like yeah. she has the emotive abilities of like adult comedic actor mm-hmm. like it, it, it's it, it was mind-boggling to me like some of the faces she was making and stuff i was like how how old is she because like the way they could just go and get that sort of performance out of somebody so so young and tiny i was like this is awesome
1: Yeah, no, she she was wonderful. Definitely a great child actor. Um, I have to say, because these movies, you know, we have just watched two men beat the shit out of each other with many head blows and they seem like delirious and they just become fighting machines. (laughs) Watching him then like play fight with her in the ring that same night, a part of me was like, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget where you are. She's too adorable. (laughs) He
0: thought he was going to go into a fugue state and just like kill her with one punch.
1: I feel like, is it in Southpaw that that like came, he came close to doing it. He's like drunk or something. I feel like there's something there where uh, Jill and Holocene is like a threat to his daughter. There's a reason I'm used to being afraid of like boxers who just fought being around little kids. That's true. (laughs) But no, Michael B. Jordan is wonderful. He's a great father. He would never.
0: All right. Well, Steven, is it time to get a uh, verdict for this film?
1: Yep. Let's do it.
0: All right. If you were going to give us a must see re- recommend with a caveat, wait for rental pass with a caveat or a must avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm giving it a must see. I think the Creed franchise has not shown any signs of slowing down. And I think even without Sylvester Stallone, it is keeping the spirit of the Rocky movies alive and well. And honestly, I think in many ways, Creed is a better franchise than the Rocky franchise. Um, It has more to say, it has more interesting histories to bring to the table, and the fights are as cool as hell. So, yeah, I thought this movie was great, especially as a directorial debut. It is really, really, really impressive that the movie looks as cool as it does. So, I loved it. But but the real
0: question in this comparison, Stephen, is, is TNT going to play them, like, every other weekend for the rest of eternity? Because that's how you get to rocky it's a good status. question
1: <laughs> creed is giving more hbo i don't know why it feels too prestige to be on tnt
0: <laughs> yeah tnt usa all those all those higher channel uh networks <laughs> mm-hmm. that was one of those things. i think i've watched more rocky on those uh just because then i have like attempting to actually watch the various
1: rocky films over the years <laughs> Yeah, the USA Network, especially. I feel like when Rocky fights Drago, that's like you want a big USA logo to be <laughs> to be in the corner <laughs> of the screen.
0: Yep. Uh. Yeah. I didn't say my verdict yet, but it's also nope. a must see. Um. I thought this film was amazing. Just don't see it in 4DX because uh, you know, you'll feel like a boxer <laughs> by the time there. There were some older folks in my screening, and I was like. <laughs> somebody need to check on them? (laughs) 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 It felt unsafe, Stephen. It felt unsafe. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. But anyways, that is going to do it for our review of Creed 3. Stephen Miller, people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that?
1: If people want to find me, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash dot Facebook.com slash TheSpoilTheWarning, or Instagram.com slash the warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, we're going to take off. We have one more review to record this weekend, and that is for Return to Soul. So hopefully uh, you'll check that out, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye. You Bye.
1: Knocked out, knocked out.